0: This is the Variety Sports Network, created for the fans, by the fans. Now to your host of tonight's show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. East Coast, West Coast, North Border, to the good old Southern Border, where it's nice and warm and the barbecue is great. Welcome to the 7th and 8th
1: as you're rocking the Missouri Tigers headgear, I got to be honest with you. When I saw you wearing that hat, it's hard for me not to think of one of my good friends, Adam Norwich, if he's out there listening. I still play pickup basketball with him every Sunday to this day. Back in high school, he had this massive throw going, and he used to have this Missouri Tigers hat that he must have worn for about eight years. I <laughs> and mean, him both, lo- and we lo- fell in love with Missouri basketball because of Kareem Rush and all these games. Oh, my. So, when I see you in the Missouri hat, it does come to my mind to uh, see their there in the Missouri head year. Uh, and they have great uniforms, great colors. I mean, I've, I've always been a fan of the Tigers. I went this year, actually, when I went to Sacramento to see the uh, basketball tournament, Missouri was playing, I think it was Utah State. I was like, it, it was kind of for me, I was like, yes, it was kind of awesome to see Missouri way out here in Sacramento for that. So for me, a little bit of a kind of when you see you in that hat. But with that said, we got a little baseball here tonight on seventh inning stretch, like Josh mentioned. We're gonna get into we're kind of at the final. We're at the final week here, Josh. We got playoffs coming up next week. We have a few playoff spots left that haven't been clinched. Um, we'll get it. We'll salute our guy Brooks Robinson, who passed away uh, yesterday, eighty-six, former third baseman for the Orioles, and kind of go for some stats here. See what's on the line here at the the last few se- uh the last few days of the year. Josh, with that said, I feel like when we talk on the show most of the time, we're talking about you know, like, oh, the Braves have been great this year. Or the Dodgers have been fantastic this year. You know, we're we kind of going over all the good things. And we're going to talk about a lot of good things coming up here come playoff time as well. But I feel like it's also a time for us to you know, just a little bit reflect on some of the more disappointing teams, players of the year, uh, of the you know, for this season, like teams that we kind of had expectations for. I mean, think about it, Josh. Like, I'm I think we picked up – we did every show basically since June together. I know we've been on before that at least a few times. In the first few months, so we've been on basically, you know, for the whole season. I was supposed to look at the Rays. You're supposed to be at the Dodgers. Both our teams made the playoffs. There, a little shout out to our guy Logan. Uh, thinking of you, my man, there, uh, Logan Stone. Um, but with that said, man, we got most disappointing teams. I know you're probably going to think a little local there as well. Give me that team, and what else you got? You have maybe for some most disappointing teams, players of the year.
0: So you got you got the obvious teams in the NL, yeah.
1: which
0: are St. Louis, the Mets. Um, Padres, those are your like noticeable, obvious disappointments. Uh, I would say Philly, even though you know they're they're a wild card team, I would say their season's been a little bit of a disappointment from, from yeah. what they probably were expecting to have this year. Um, everybody else seemed to hit the mark in the National League, in the American League. Two big obvious ones: New York, Boston. This is the first time, and I can't remember how long, but it was a really, really long time that he, that new neither New York, Boston, or St. Louis were going to be in the playoffs. So I guess it's nice to have some fresh blood in the postseason for baseball. But uh yeah, no doubt the, the disappointments. Yeah, obviously the New York Yankees, the Boston Red Sox, Cleveland's got to be disappointed. Detroit's got to be disappointed. The Angels have to be disappointed. I feel like there's a lot of gotta let be a lot of disappointment in the AL, just because you had all these expectations and the bar was really high for a lot of these teams, and with the failure of the Angels, you know, Trout's gonna be out there for trade. They're not getting Otani back, and they didn't get anything for Otani. Yeah, what state is that organization really gonna be in? So they, they at this point they have to be the biggest disappointment uh, in the AL when you look at the long term. Projection, I think the Yankees and the Red Sox will be bounced back here in the near future. But the Orioles look like they're built to last. Toronto looks like it's built to, you know, be a ninety-win team every year, so they'll be in it. Uh, Tampa Bay, if they're going to do what they've been doing, they're just going to keep reloading. But they're not disappointing. Winning. But no, they're not disappointing. But I mean, in Can the I- long term, I mean. I think the AL East is going to be the best division of baseball for quite some time.
1: No, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. But if I can, if I can kind of say, if I can go back to the most disappointing part of it, I would say if I'm going to go AL East uh, with it, Josh Lewis, I was going to get there with your team because Josh didn't mention at the beginning was the Giants. Shout out to our guy, Josh Lewis tuning in here uh, as well. Josh, I do have later on the show for diamond notes, shout out Peter Gavits. I have your boy. Gabriel Kapler. I will be showing that video to Josh. I don't know if he's seen it. so Probably not since he doesn't see it on the West Coast. So no. I do watch Josh's instant reaction on Gabe Kapler's video. So I will be showing that to Josh later in the show. Uh, but the Giants definitely are on that list as well. Josh, I, I still feel like the White Sox in the American League disappointed me. I I thought they, I picked up to make, make the wild card. That's a huge disappointment for me.
0: Well, I mean, Seattle's the other disappointment in the AL too. Uh, I mean, they're,
1: they're competing they're, they're for the wild it,
0: I'm yeah, okay, but they they weren't supposed to just make it. They were supposed to be in wow. it. Um, okay. You know, I, I I picked them to be up there. You know, a top wild card or division winner. Yeah. I really expected them to be a much better team than what they ended up being. Um, okay. to Oscar Hernandez really never came around this year, and he was supposed to be that other weapon. And and the pitching was there. They just the inconsistency of that team, and the, I think maybe the youth. Of that team uh, is, is holding them back a little bit, but that—that's my other like personal disappointment in the AL would be
1: Seattle. Seattle, that's a, that's an interesting take. I, you you know, and I got to give you credit—you stuck with them on kind of one of your more disappointing teams there. But like to their you know, just to say they are only a half game out of the out of the wild card right now. Let me check in on their score real quick. We should get them up. I got the I got the Cardinals Brewers one up on the screen here i'm going to be putting some josh uh, a lot of the games up on the screen here tonight for us kind of keeping well, people in tune if they're tuning in here tonight on seventh inning stretch brought to you by variety sports network be sure to give us a like and a subscribe here uh as well we're at 407 trying to get to 410 It'd be amazing if we get to 410 by the end of the show but uh with that said we got brewers 3-2 top of the ninth here uh cardinals trying to make a last second push here against the brewers game not much on the line here
0: Uh-oh. He'll be back. No worries. All right. So uh, he was running down the scores. There he is. Thank there you. Is. Sorry
1: about that. Yeah, we hit the <laughs> back Did you hit the back button instead of the actual button there, Joshua? You're doing the producing and that. It's a lot of it. So try to make it happen here. Hey, that, that side of it. Uh, I've done it before, man. I know. But nothing happened. Nobody's here. Nobody's here. I like it. All right. So with that said, <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Josh, when we do the seventh inning stretch, the one thing I I always say is, at least it's real. We're just going to give it to you out it really is. Oh,
0: yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: Like we said, fan base tried to get you as much as we can with it. All right, so Miss Disappointing, teams. back to it. Like I said, I have White Sox on that list uh, as well. Uh, How about the Yankees? I know most of us thought they would be more on the hunt than they were this year, so I said they got to be disappointing. Cleveland, to me, is a little disappointing as well um and then of course i mean it's not surprising josh lewis if you are still with us i know you had higher expectations with him as a lot of people did the angels are as always on the most disappointing player and uh teams of the year players josh that were disappointing uh, trout again he just can't stay healthy you know what I mean? that's just a huge issue issue for him is he just can't stay healthy um i just don't understand what's been able to happen with uh with him this year uh, I, I thought that's been a real disappointment. Uh, you got any other players maybe that you're thinking that have been disappointing?
0: Oh, the list is too long for me to go down. You
1: consider what either like? Do you consider? I know Aaron Odo made the All Star team. I know Goldschmidt like. Do you consider like any of the studs on the Cardinals disappointing? Or are they all? Is it just a failure of just the whole the whole organization?
0: Oh, oh, this season. For the Cardinals themselves, is like, a was result. A was of like mis- Arenado
1: or Goldschmidt any more responsible than any of them, or were they actually good?
0: I mean, this is Arenado's first year in his career. They didn't have thirty home runs and one hundred RBIs. He finished with like twenty-six home runs and ninety-four or ninety-three RBIs. You know, I mean, yeah. Put on the he's he's on the IL for the rest of the season because of his back okay go get right it doesn't matter you know it's no big deal um goldschmidt was an mvp last year did we really expect him to give me that exact same performance at 37 years old so no i mean goldschmidt still had a pretty good year his average was down a little bit but you know 25 home runs and 90 rbis or 87 rbis or something yeah Uh, it's not those guys um the disappointment was Adam Wainwright got hurt in the World Baseball Classic and never got right, it looks like, until his last three starts of the year where he yeah. actually looked like he was capable.
1: Okay.
0: Um, and I love Adam Wainwright. No disrespect to him. He came out and he he did exactly what every athlete should do, play until you can't play anymore because if you hang it up a little bit too early, you're going to regret it. I don't blame him at all. I think they overpaid him. Um. I think he should have taken less money for this season, not knowing what he was going to be. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah. A fantastic career. Um, I think he should be definitely in the Hall of Fame conversation. He will be a Cardinal Hall of Famer, along with Yadier Molina and Albert Poole.
1: I also got to add, I think Starlin Marte was a disappointment this year for the Mets. He came off that big contract. Oh, yeah. He wasn't able to perform very well uh for them as well this year i thought he just kind of just he really kind of went a bit you know there was some you know i thought he was one of the ones that kind of really didn't show up a guy again he didn't show up he's made a ton of money over the last two years and he has done nothing his numbers this year 36 run 10 home runs 31 rbis 239 693 at uh on base percentage and 70 for 293 on the year but he made in probably a cool $35 million, probably more, actually. Chris Bryant from the Colorado Rockies. Definitely another big disappointing year from him. Josh, I mean, you talk about a guy that is just fleeced a franchise. He, this is starting to get to Anthony Rendon level. I know he's a way better player. He's a way better history. I'm not trying to say that, but I'm just saying a massive disappointment. And then how about the guy that was one of the most – I had to bring this guy up, and I know you we kind of forgot about him because he just stayed with the Twins. But we talked about this guy a ton in the offseason leading up to the year was Carlos Correa. You talk about a guy that did not perform based on the contract. That's probably the best thing the Giants didn't do, Josh Lewis. If you're still with me, is they didn't sign him. I can't remember if I think you were I think you were with it, but you kind of were against it at the same time, too, because of like you want the Giants to do something. But I, I again, Josh, he definitely underperformed this year based on especially the numbers he was supposed to do. Brandon Lowe was a guy for me this year. I had him last year on a fantasy team. He disappointed. Jeff McNeil was a guy as well. Tyler O'Neal, pathetic this year. He did not do anything this year for the Cardinals. He, what a massive disappointment he was for us. And then my guy Jorge Mateo from the Orioles. I know he's still playing good defense, but he got up to such a great start. That just sucked it up fantasy wise the rest of the year. and couldn't do anything with him. Josh, I had to go to your guy Cardinals. I had to bring up one of my list. Tyler O'Neal there. Had
0: that one. no, no, that's fine. I mean, that's, Fair. He's fair game. Um, another one I didn't get to mention, Sandy Alcantara. Had a good season, but not a great season coming off the Cy Young Award last year. So uh, that's a little bit of a disappointment because I really thought the Marlins were going to be uh, arguably the best starting three of any rotation in the league. And he did not perform and they still had one of the best pitching cores in the league. Yeah, no, um, and they're a much better team, and they're way ahead of pace from where we thought they were going to be in Skip Schumacher's first year as the yep. GM, as they are still only one game back in the wild-card hunt. So,
1: um, The most fascinating player, whenever I look at the end of the year, and Josh Lewis here, glad we dodged the Korea bullet. We have a young, exciting shortstop, I agree. You got Luciano there. You don't have to deal with the Correa contract. Tyler was probably right about that when he was on my case about it. So um, – the guy, that's the most fascinating. You would probably know him a lot because he was in the NL Central for so long, but this Suarez, he's with the Mariners now. Like, just his stats always fascinating. He always reminds me of a modern-day Jose Hernandez if you're a good, if you're a hardcore baseball fan, you remember him from the early 2000s. Just strikes out a ton, occasionally he had to get a, a bomb and stuff like that. So, that was kind of our most disappointing uh players teams me and Josh have focused a lot of the good things this year with baseball. We thought it'd be only right after looking back on the most important and Josh and Josh, I'm with you on your Giants. They have to be, especially where they started to and what was their record. I think they're now, I think the Padres, they're both 78 and 80. That's where the Padres have caught the giants. The giants are, giants are four game back to three of their last seven. They're minus 36 on the year. Just a total disgrace in how they finished up overall. Astro and Mariners are the big thing going on right now. Um, that's the biggest, like, kind of like, okay, who's going to actually hang on to this race? I'll check in on the game right here. The Mariners are up one nothing. They got a run here in the bottom of the first. Josh, I'll get it on the big screen here in just a minute here. I got it coming on right now for people here. There you go. Uh, so we got the Mariners up one nothing here in the top of the third. Uh, big game for them tonight, obviously. Uh, like I said, they're down, uh, down a half a game in the wild card against the Astros. The Astros could drop to our, you know, Susie's on the line. She could be get some, get some good rants from her on Twitter if they end up losing. So, what do you got from <laughs> uh, what do you got from the Astros Mariners here, uh, Josh? You think you have a feeling? I know you called the Mariners the most dis- one of the most disappointing teams, but do you think they make it over the Astros?
0: So <sighs> this team is so hot and cold, man. Like when they when they're on, I they they are they're basically world beaters to me. Yeah, they've got enough pitching. They've got enough offense in those bats. They they have enough speed. The defense is just good enough because of how good the pitching is uh, when it's on its game. You just don't ever know which team you're gonna get. Yeah, and that's the problem with the Mariners. I wish <laughs> they would. I wish they were more consistent because they would be an exciting team to have into the playoffs.
1: No, they would be a great team to have a playoffs. Uh, here, lurking boys have a great show. Doug, your Reds hang in there. It looks like they had a big loss today, I believe. But they were losing. I should probably double-check if they lost. They were losing when I checked last. But um, the Reds, I thought, were hanging in there. Uh, have a good show tomorrow with your uh, with the Thursday-Saturday showdown show there, Doug. Appreciate everything you do with the Variety Sports Network there. Josh Lewis, tune in. Josh just destroyed the bullpen with all their analytics garbage. Did us in for the last couple months, referring to the Giants there. Uh, Josh, I do agree with you with the Mariners, though, being – one of the more exciting teams, but man, the Astros to have them in that veteran presence, that team that kind of, as our guy of house of agenda said, lurking, like if they get in the, they, if they do get in the playoffs, right. That honestly is the definition of a team that lurks. Like that is like, you don't want to see the Astros in a playoff game. Like it just does not want to happen, especially if they sneak in and I, and I got to give kudos to the Rangers. Like, they have hung on amongst all this garbage they have got on. They got hot a little bit here. The Seager thing is real. He came back and has helped him. The junk thing, those all those big injuries killed him, but getting Seager back has really helped, it feels like. And so, I don't know. We'll see what happens with the Astros there uh, coming in. But I guarantee you, no team would want to play them. I, I guarantee more people would want to play the Mariners than the Astros. Don't you agree with that? That's got to be obvious, right? Or no, am I wrong?
0: I would like say that's probably true. It. That's probably true. More people would rather play the Mariners than the Astros. I would but when think You start, so. you, you say that right off the bat, but once you start looking at the
1: Mariners and
0: if they've been playing well, you kind of go, well, crap.
1: <laughs> you see what Josh I mean, Lewis wrote right there? I agree with that. He says the Astros are like, oh, yeah, right, you're right, the Golden State Warriors. Sorry, Doug, if you're watching too. It's a little shout-out to them. That's Their regular season is boring for them now, but nobody wants to see them in the playoffs. What do you think of that too?
0: Uh, uh, that's – that's
1: a good point. <laughs> so you rather see you rather see the Mariners and then the Astros. You rather see the, yeah. the young team more than the veteran team.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true.
1: I mean, the, Toronto's only a game up on both, so it's not like they you know they, they could be out. Toronto, Toronto could be out of the playoffs here too. So it's not like this is just you know cut and dry. That it, it, you know both teams. The problem is they're beating each other up right now. So Toronto. <laughs> Has the upper end in that regard, and they don't have to worry about that so much. They're, you know, they're, they don't have to fight against each other. So, uh, it's kind of a funny thing here. At the when you get to the end of the baseball scene, you have these weird matchups, and the, the Blue Jays lost today six nothing to the Yankees. So, a lot of things just kind of a lot of things that work out here. And Josh, especially when you have the six best team in your league make the playoffs, they're definitely going to be flawed, anyways, right?
0: So, they play so. Toronto plays the Yankees tomorrow, and then they end with the with
1: Tampa Bay. That's a little, a uh, little uh, to our to our eight o'clock crowd. That might be our weekend's best comment as well. So that we are that be are. Houston
0: yeah. ends with Arizona. Hold uh, on. That's a
1: tough week. That's a tough because Arizona still has a lot to play for at the moment, unless they get tanked on Friday after clinching.
0: And Seattle plays Texas. So, each one of these teams are playing other playoff teams. Okay. So, this is all going to matter. This okay. is all going to matter.
1: Yeah. It, it, they're big games. That, that's the thing about baseball. It's like, I try to explain this to people. They're like, how can you watch – like, my father-in-law I loves it. He loves sports, loves te- – like, like, he loves tennis. I'm like, you watch the tennis channel. You love all these guys. He's like, how can you stay in tune with baseball? I was like, I get it as a kid. I'm like – there's just something about the game that just makes me uh, like I'm attached to it on a daily basis. Like I, I want to check the boxers. I want to see other, then this is the end of the year where like the games matter so much, like all that stuff in May, June, like all that stuff matters right now. That's the stuff. Like, that's why this stuff matters. Like when you have that blown save in May, this is the, this is when it comes back to bite you the most. So that's the stuff that like, when I think about that, I'm like, that's why I say it because everything matters like that. Every pitch, everything, everything's going to matter there. Josh Astros matters. We talked about that a little bit here. Um, we got most home runs amount amongst active players. Uh, I have this list. I'm going to bring up right here. Just give me a, just a second to bring it up here uh, on the, on the show here. Uh, I'm going to bring up right here on the screen here in just a second. I got, yep, there it is. Um, I thought this was kind of an interesting graphic, and I just thought it was a good little thing to kind of bring up heading into the postseason was most postseason home runs from active players. So, you know, these are like the guys that, you know, right now who are still playing have the most home runs in the league, obviously, so, I, Altuve 23, Springer 19, Korea 18, you can kind of see it on the list there. Cruz not on a roster. I, when I see this list, the one thing that comes to mind, I don't know if you think the same thing, is we need some new blood. Yeah, but see? these
0: are the guys, to be on this list, you have to go to the playoffs over and over again.
1: I'm surprised Harper's not on this and Schwarber is. I'm a little surprised, but I guess he just didn't have that su- as much success with the Nationals in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's probably a good way to look at it.
1: Altuve, twenty three. Does that surprise you? He's on top of
0: no, because Houston was in the playoffs all the time for like but, six years.
1: But of out of all the Astro players, he has the most in those six years. Obviously, So in the postseason, he's been the in most. You know, Bragman's on there with fifteen, but he's eight behind. You know, and yeah, you have some he's,
0: others. He's Mr. Clutch. Gets every big at bat, and he comes
1: through. I Hernandez at eight. <laughs>
0: It, it doesn't surprise me. Like, do I think...
1: Springer's not 19, surprised? Me, so I guess man. he was an Astro, that to be that, fair.
0: But that surprises me more than
1: Altuve maybe and where he's
0: at. Let me put it that way.
1: I mean, he did win the MVP of the World Series because he had this ton of bombs, that one year in it. Um, but he, he, I think you're right now. I think it's Springer on there. You have Correa. That's three guys that played for the Astros. You have Brigman there at five. No surprise. The Schwarber with the Astros, Judge. Hernandez with the Dodge out of all the Dodgers players Enrique Hernandez is the player that's on that list and then you have Turner and Cabrera Cabrera um obviously with the Tigers Marlins played a ton And then Justin Turner so you kind of get the theme Dodgers Astros Yankees right you're kind of getting that theme here you know little Cubs action maybe with Schwarber there and the Phillies run last year but just thought that was kind of an inter- interesting list because people talk about Altuve not making the Hall of Fame, and I get it, but like I'm just like, I I don't get it either. So there there you know I just based on who we've let in, like I I, I would love to, I just don't see how he doesn't get in. But that's just my own little thing on him.
0: I mean, I, I get and I and I understand where you're at on that, but there has to be a point where you got to say, all right, we have to reset the standard for what goes in, or sure. it's gonna it's no longer special anymore. So you just got to pick a point where you go, okay. Or resetting this, the game has changed so much. We have to change the standard at which players are evaluated to enter the Hall of Fame.
1: Well, I, well, if that's the case, then you got to start letting guys in, like Bonds. Because if you think a guy cheated, cheating is cheating. So that to me, that's kind of where you go with it. You don't like, oh, this cheating is better than that cheating. You know, like, that's ridiculous at that point there. So I thought that was kind of just an interesting Josh when I came uh, list when I came across this week. I'm not sure how you how you look at it when you saw it, but. Um, I just thought you know, it's kind of for me, it was kind of fascinating just to see how many the Astros just how much they've dominated in this decade of baseball when you look at that home run list. Because in baseball, right, there's so the games you could lose in the first round of five games, so it's not like you have a chance at 23 home runs, that's a lot. So I just feel like it's a ton of postseason play. Um, hey, question of the week here brought to you by Row One Brand, use that code VSP15. Get fifteen percent off the art gallery. Get Josh maybe a Cardinals uh, picture there for his background. I'd uh, love a Tyler O'Neill picture probably. So I no. think they have
0: some
1: on there. They have some ticket studs for there. <laughs> if it's there. Tyler
0: O'Neill, it's has right. to be in a comic book form <laughs> where he looks like <laughs> Superman or some kind of superhero because he's because he looks like he's jacked like one. I mean, hey, Roll Up has
1: got some good stuff. They have some really good Cardinals stuff in there. I got a couple okay. studs on my picture on my wall back here. Best home field advantage of teams remaining in the World Series hunt. Who do you think's left? You know the teams that are kind of basically left in the playoffs here. Um, who do you think has the best home field advantage left? You know, you got the you got the Cubs still in it. You got the
0: Astros. Cubs aren't going to be home
1: field, though. They're going to be. Well, I just mean in general a home field.
0: Advantage. Oh, so the games that they
1: get at home. Yeah, so you got home. the Orioles. You got the Rays. You got the Twins. You got to probably have the Rangers. Brays, Phillies, Brewers, ah. Dodgers. So out of those teams, who has the best home field advantage? You
0: think? I mean, Phillies
1: are gonna have the loudest, craziest fans. Yeah, well, they're gonna have them. They're gonna who's our guy? <laughs> who's our guy? Ryan? They're gonna have Ryan. some of the more inappropriate fans in the league. Yes, I agree. So you. I mean
0: Ryan. that would give them, I would say, home field advantage as long as they're playing well. Oh,
1: ask Jimmy Pilato about the Phillies fans. I love that. That's a good one. That that that's that's a funny segment in itself. Uh so you have them as one. Who else you got?
0: Uh, not Tampa Bay.
1: What do you think of Josh? <laughs> not Tampa Bay. I agree with that. Even though I get a new ball ballpark here. What do you think of Josh Lewis? Dodgers crowds are for the playoffs are sneaky. I agree. They have a – Yeah, but – Josh, have you ever been to their stadium though? Me? Yeah. No. Okay, so I've been there one time. And I, Josh Lewis, you'll appreciate this because you are like me. You are thinking baseball weirdly. Mike Lieberthal got a three run, got three home runs in this game, and Sean Green had a home run. That's a little shout out to my guy Josh Lewis tuning in here. <laughs> if you heard that name, Mike Lieberthal, catcher for that for the Phillies? I know Josh Lewis will appreciate that. Josh, this stadium is freaking massive, and there if you get that many people from top to bottom, kind of cheering in like the Dodgers are, and the Dodgers now have won. What did we say last week? What did we say last week? Ten out of eleven division titles. They've been, you know what I mean. There, it's not like their fan base is like, "Oh, this is new." They're raucous. I gotta get, I gotta give Josh a little a love there. And they, and I don't get this feeling that they're showing up in like the fourth, leaving in the seventh inning anymore. You're not gonna buy it because West Coast. I get it. I get it. West, you're just, the, you're just a West Coast bias guy. I get it. You're not gonna love it on that.
0: <laughs> what do you think? The West of, Coast is insane.
1: What about the Twins? I always think they would. They Remember how much people said they had a home field advantage when they played in the Metrodome? Well, yeah, I mean. but So is it just yeah. about the turf? That's the reason they had a home field advantage? Like their crowd sucks everywhere else?
0: <laughs> no, I think it's the sound.
1: Because of the dome?
0: Yeah, dude. Just like in football.
1: Yeah. That's always an interesting one to me when that stuff like that happens. Like, oh, we're going to change that one. The Brewers, you're an NL Century, Central guy. You ever worried about their crowd?
0: No, because their stadium is not built like that. At least, not from what it looks like. I've never heard anybody complain about getting too loud. And we've played there a lot.
1: All right. So, that's that's kind of shocking. I'm a little surprised. Young Gilbrew is a little love there. Rangers, nope. Not giving you a home field advantage on that one. Astros, yes, definitely because of that stadium, too just that like little freaking porch in left field gives you an advantage like like that that's stupid porch i hate that they, i hate that they came to the AL West uh, they it does that and the other one for me is the Orioles. Be, i think this year they'll have a massive advantage especially you know i think they'll have a massive one can i give you a reason why i think they'll have a massive advantage not just cuz of on top of that they've had a great season i mean they're going to win 100 games this year just an unreal year josh you've been on them all year but this guy right here brooks robinson he passes away last yesterday i think that's just kind of like well I, like the, they're on the fan base is it more engaged right now than ever like you know then you have this happen like i'm just saying like i think that'll be a home field but if i can talk about him just for a minute just from a personal you know side like i used to i have i never watched him play obviously you know he like retired before i was even born he made the hall of fame before i was even born but When I I used like I said, I'm a I'm a look back guy, so I rewatch games all the time. This guy could legitimately play third base. Like if you watch him, and there's a reason. Like I understand in back in the day, you would get votes, and there might be a year or two. If you probably look back at it, maybe you didn't deserve a gold glove. But we're talking about a guy that won sixteen straight gold gloves. That's insane in an 18-year career. Only Greg Maddox has won more in that time. Over that span, he won the American League MVP in 1964, as I have up here. And if you've seen the World Series, you know he's famous for the 1970 World Series against the Reds, where he's robbed, robbing guys down the line, making epic throws as he's doing it. So, and just when you've heard him talk over the years, he just seems like a really nice guy from Little Rock, Arkansas. Our guy there, caleb from Woo Pigley, if you're out there, a little shout out to your pod. um
0: Pigley.
1: But I just want to shout him out. I'm a, I'm a baseball, just. I love history. I love that stuff, and this guy was a beast. And like, just wa- like this guy. Like, some people were, I think he had two thousand three hundred hits somewhere around there. Had over two hundred and sixty home runs. Like I said, won an MVP, <laughs> won a World Series MVP. So we're talking no no scrub here. Passed away eighty six, uh, and obviously with the Orioles having a good season, Brandon Hyde, the manager, from actually Santa Rosa, California, where I grew up. Montgomery High School, I, we played them in sports all the time. So a little shout-out to him as well. Um, I don't know. Just uh, a legend that passed away here. Tim Kirchin did an awesome video of him on ESPN. He's, he's one of the best, Tim so, uh, But I don't know. What do you think, Josh? Are you, you familiar with Brooks Robinson? I know you're younger than me.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know the name. I mean, I know that a lot of people, when they talk about Arenado and his – the things he's done before he got to St. Louis, we knew this stuff about him in Colorado. Um, all the gold consecutive gold gloves. He may be the first third baseman to catch uh, Robinson to, to in the number of gold gloves and all star appearances. That's what I've always heard about him. So that that's what I know about him. Yeah. And that, that's all I know is because the comparison that I've heard um, them make between him and Arenado.
1: He's a be- and I remember like I had Eric Chavez in my. My main defense at third baseman growing up, and that you know, I remember Greg Papa and uh, Ray Fossey always mentioning him as well with those things. So I, I'm just a history guy. I love that stuff, and I'm, I rewatch games more than I should. And I just feel like this guy was a legitimate, legitimate player in Major League Baseball history. Doesn't have he's not in the 3,000 hit club, um, and I kind of agree, I mean, maybe I know Schmidt has the 500 home runs. Oh, I mean, we're talking 16 straight gold gloves from a third baseman in eight, and an 18 year career. Like I said, only Greg Maddox has more, and he was a starting pitcher. So that's the type of comp- company this guy was in. And it's kind of maybe only, um, it's bittersweet, but I almost think for the Orioles, just as a fan base, is a great time for them to really appreciate this guy. Cause they have, you know, it's not like a bad year and they don't, they're not going to have sellouts. Like I expect this next home game. To be, you know, to be pretty epic because they're going to be bringing him up. And this is going to be a big deal, so I, I expect that to be a big deal with it. So, uh, shout out here to Brooks Robinson, uh, ex-Orioles player here, um, passing away at eighty-six.
0: Um, while you Josh, were doing our,
1: yeah, go ahead.
0: While you were doing that, um, Jordan Alvarez jacked a home run to tie the games. It is one-one Astros. Oh boy. Top of
1: the fourth still. So so we got that coming up. So the Astros took the lead then?
0: No, no. It's tied now. Seattle have the lead. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay.
1: So we got Seattle Lamp Tigers. I'll get that back up on the screen here in just a minute as well. So if you're tuning in here on 7th inning stretch. All right. Josh, after a little sad news there with Brooks Robinson, like I said, please watch that 1970 World Series. Just please. All right. Diamond Notes. Rays. Shout out Peter Gammons. raise. Rays. Tie. Uh, they tie the 2008 AL champ squad with 97th victory this year. They do it today with uh, with Josh Lowe. Uh, home homering. They sweep the uh, the the uh, the Red Sox, who have had uh, obviously a little bit of a disappointing year as well. Fired their fired their president this year. Ask the Rays right on the Orioles' tails. Looks like they're not going to be able to catch the Orioles though. Uh, Josh, as well, watch <laughs> one of the cues. My son had just started learning baseball history. I got to stop this story. That Josh Lewis, one of my one of the cutest stories. My son had just started learning baseball history and asked me if Brooks and Jackie, his favorite player, were related. That is very funny, Josh. <laughs> that gives a whole another saying, Josh, right, to a brother from another. But yes. That's the <laughs> that, gives, that gives a whole different saying to that saying right there. Josh, that's a great story there. I appreciate you sharing that with us there. So um, <laughs> that's great. Um, yeah, so Rays tie the story, uh, at, or Rays get that, tie the record. They're probably going to beat that, beat the Rays record. Maybe they get to 100 wins. Who knows? They sweep this weekend. They get history. I always felt that was a massive deal when I was a fan. I always loved when my team got 100 wins. As a baseball, uh, as a baseball fan on my team, it's just like a big, like I don't know, a middle. If you know what I mean, just sending the
0: triple-digit wins. Yeah,
1: you're sending the league a little bit of a middle there. You're sending them like we're we're the real deal here. You have to beat to <laughs> beat your. I do what you know what. Come playoff time here. Hey, Josh Lewis, if you're still with me, this is what I was going to show to Josh here with our guy here uh, with our guy Gabe Kapler here. Just kind of like a little bit of a weird move here. I felt with uh, with Big Gabe, um, oh, Josh. I don't know if you can watch this right here with it. I don't know if you yeah, can I'm see watching it. it.
0: All
1: right, but like so, they have this pitching pitching exchange, and I know they've had a little history with it. I'll I'll let will let it kind of stay on so you can watch it again. As your finger, I can see it's kind of right there with it. But I wanted to kind of I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that part of it with the exchange here with it. As you can see, they kind of had a little bit of a. Um, a little bit of a little bit of a exchange here. I know last year they had a, this kind of weird exchange, but I, I'm not sure what you kind of to think of it. Like, when you see it?
0: Well, um, i uh, um,
1: can you see it yet?
0: No, no, I watched it. I've watched it all the way through. That's why I was had the phone up close. It looks like the, the picture doesn't want to come out. I mean, and Kevler's telling me he's coming out, I guess. I don't.
1: But but the weird thing is I I literally text. So I tweeted, not text. I tweeted Josh, my guy Mateo, and Tyler about this. Because I feel like they had an actual real exchange. It was either this year or last year, I want to say. Like a real exchange where he didn't want to come out. So I feel like he was kind of mocking that situation a little bit. That's kind of what I'm starting to get. Because Tyler said it was a, he said it's a clown show. And Josh Lewis, when he said he, look, look at like I'm putting his foot down, like obviously it's kind of like ridiculous when you're seeing this. And if you're a fan of this team, like I know Josh Lewis and Tyler are, like come on, this is kind of embarrassing type of behavior. So I don't know what is going to happen with Gabe Kapler. I believe he should be fired.
0: Yeah, and what makes it worse, and it looks very intentional right here, where he goes to pat him on the butt and knocks the glove out of his, out of his hand.
1: I, 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 that, uh, Josh Josh, giving us a little perspective saying the guys, so the pitcher Bermea was messing around and, he, and he, he's weird. So, But Josh, I believe this was the same guy that did it last year. I believe it's the same guy. That, and he says on, on, in general, but it's still pretty bad form in how the season has gone. And that's part of it. It's like not understanding, not reading the room at the same time. So it, it's not that maybe this is more maybe on the pitcher, but it's also not a good look for Kapler as well.
0: Oh, Astros just got another home run, but now it's 4-1 <laughs> easy, Astros so. top of the
1: John, fourth. Uh, no, Astros leading. Shout out Susie. Susie, where you at? We got to get you in here. Uh, oh, man. But what, do you do you, Josh, last thoughts as you wrap this up. What do you make of this? Ridiculous? Uh, stupid. Clown show?
0: Clown show, for sure. Like, the, you guys are professional ball people. Like, come on. I'm ball playing. Manager, ballplayers, whatever you're in the MLB for God's sake, act like it.
1: It is a weird deal with like he said it was a different pitcher, so I was wrong about. I wasn't sure if it was the same guy if there was history with it because I knew there was a weird exchange last year. This is really weird. Um My entire house of once got put fired fire. I wonder why, Josh. I wonder why. I'm sure. Hey, father knows my best. Manager would father knows about. best, right, Josh?
0: Get his <laughs>
1: Father's no best. Fire the man. Fire. I, mean, I remember my grandfather like Dusty Baker is up. Like it's funny as you get older. Baseball's that sport too, right? I was like, come on. You know, it's like that's the one thing with the time clock. You don't have as much time to rip on the players between stuff as much no. like you used to back in the day. That's the one thing you don't know, get the chance to do. Um, all right. As we keep moving here through diamond notes, Josh, thank you for your, your thoughts on that as well. I really appreciate that because I didn't know it was little, I was trying to figure it out who that was that had that exchange with him. I knew he, he had that big issue with the guy last year um, on that with it. So appreciate you giving me your insights on that. Hey, Alex Cora on the future of the Red Sox. I'll be here next year, Josh. Uh, I don't know. Well, let's wait there, mister. Let's wait there, sir. Let's not get yourself. Let's not get your hopes up. You uh, probably will be, but, you know, let's, uh, I don't know. Red Sox, definitely not, not the best year. Looking at last place in the ALE 76-82 and 82, as we stand right now. And we didn't really harp on them as much. they finished 500? Students. No.
0: No, but our expectations for them weren't all that high. But I mean, if they were to finish 500 and finish and be in last place, that's one thing. Cable said. Yes, but, okay. That, so that's, Josh, where I that's was what going. I'm
1: thinking right there. How <laughs> many times have we heard that? I'm not going to get fired. I didn't do no anything shit. wrong. I didn't do anything wrong, Josh. I'm not going to get fired.
0: <laughs> and goodbye.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, Go ahead. Sorry.
0: No, but that's what—that's where I was going to say. How many times have we heard that happen, or heard a manager come out and say that, and then not there next year?
1: Goodbye. No.
0: Like I said, like I said, if they were going to—if they finished five hundred and finished in last in the division, I mean, can you fire the manager for that? I, mean, I guess you can. I don't think it's very justifiable, personally. Um, i don't say no. But I mean, if they lose, if they get swept for the last series of the season, then yeah, he could be gone.
1: Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Um, I think he's got a little bit. Rob Manfred, my A's, a little bit here, 48-109, and 109, says he hopes the owners vote on Las Vegas to move in November. That guy can go straight to you-know-where. The A's entered Wednesday at Major League Worst, 48-109. and 109. Well done by the owner to make that happen. And they have the most losses since moving to Oakland. Again, well done when they try to do that on purpose. And they drew 8,332,352 this year. All, as they have no more home games left on the season. They put the angels to wrap it up and put the twins right now, 48. We'll see if they can get to 50 wins. Very disappointing. Like I said, I've talked about the A's enough on this show, but I want to wrap it up and just say the owner is terrible and baseball fans are letting him get away with it. That's all I'm saying on that part of it. So other thing I got to go here is Seager. Um, he was hit by a pitch the other day with the Rangers. That kind of was like, uh, I was like, Ooh boy, that might be That's That's the end of the Rangers season. Seems to be okay. Just the same to right right forearm bruise. Should be fine by playoffs. I'm sure it will hurt a little bit. Josh, again, the Rangers have kind of surprised me with their like ability to kind of stay with it a little bit. Uh, what's your kind of thoughts on the Rangers here? Uh, kind of impressed with their ability as the, as I'm kind of checking in on some of the scores here. We got the, the Padres and Giants tied 1-1 here in the middle of the fifth. I'll check on some other games as well here. I'll probably check on the Astros. Rangers are up 2-0 Against the Angels, Astros, Ask Josh has been keeping us updated, is up four to one as well. So go ahead, Josh. Um,
0: hold on. See you- is he a Hall
1: of Famer. If he has four more years, like it, the guys on Talking Baseball had this conversation about if he had four more years, he's a Hall of Famer. Do you believe that? Ah. <sighs> I mean,
0: I'd say he's in the conversation. I don't, I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer.
1: So you don't think he's a Hall of Famer? Then? I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'd have to look at everything. Like I, I... okay. When you watch him, just eye test from what you know about him—is he Hall of Famer? I, I I'm not saying you have to even know his stats. I'm just saying by what you know about him, what you see from him, do you think Hall of Famer? I would say no. Yeah, that's where I'm at with him too. I'm like, but I knew. I do know he's clutch. I know he played for the Dodgers. I know he swings at every first pitch. Now I do know about this guy. This guy swings at every first pitch. It is absolutely insane. It's one of the more It's still one of the more fascinating things that had stopped me famous. Stop it. Absolutely not. <laughs>
0: well, have you heard... Hold on. Hold on. I want to stop one second. Have you yeah. heard this theory, though, with the way baseball is pitched is pitch now? What's that? Because you get sicker and sicker stuff throughout the count that your odds of getting a fastball on the first pitch have always been the highest. Like it's always the most likely pitch you're going to see. But now it's most likely the best pitch you're going to see. Yes. So there's a theory out there it's better to swing on the first pitch rather than take that first pitch.
1: I agree. I, I've, had, I've had hitting coaches say the same thing. I've talked to a, a few – I have this guy. I told you I have this random guy that I know through basketball refi because he does locally, but he, he works for now. He works for the Reds now, and I hired him as his hitting their hitting specialist for the minors, and he says the same exact thing you just said right there. So you're right on point with where, like, you, everybody thinks that, that part of it, like, it's pretty crazy how uh, that's the case with it. So we'll see what Seager happens to go there with it. Mets apologized, Josh, to the Marlins for soggy field that forced the double header. Get your grounds crew together. What's going on here? Were we having some issues? Was 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 there? Was it a late night, or do we have a little bit of a, a little bit too much there? Or you know, was there, You know, or did we have a, a too? You know, that doesn't happen very much. Was there a drain clog? Do we have a too many rats we were dealing with in in New York? So, uh, the, they had to play a well, double header today because <laughs> of a soggy field.
0: I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say.
1: Oh come on! I wish we could. Nope. Get him. Nope. I don't. Know he is in trouble. Guardians. They fans say goodbye to Frank Coda. Longest. I didn't. This has stunned me that he was the longest tendered and winniest manager in their 123 year history. I knew they were oh, good yeah. with him, but that surprised me that he was the best of both. I thought Hargrove would have been up there with some of that as well with the success he had in the nineties. Francona, obviously famous for. Coaching Jordan when he was in the minors, I remember him when he was the bench coach with the A's when they had Art Howe in the early two thousands. He's been around. He's been a lifer forever. He says goodbye.
0: Do you think he actually says says and stays goodbye, or do you think he comes back?
1: I think he retires. I think he's done. He had the cancer thing he went through. You know, a few about eight years back, maybe not that much, but by, I think it was before the uh, maybe it was during the Guardians thing. I think they end up I think he's done. I think he's done. I think he's been there in the game long enough. I think he's he's kind of feels like he's been there enough. Can I get him right now? Yes, Josh. <laughs> we need, we, need, we need to we need to we need to sog the field. Um but I think Francona, it is kinda of crazy, I think Josh. Like I said, we're at the end of the season now. So like me and you didn't re- really think about him, you know, during the year. We weren't like, no, oh, this guy this guy's gonna be high on our list for things like that. So I don't. Know. I don't know. That's what I. Uh, that's kind of what I wanted to bring up here as our last diamond note here uh, to our guy here. Stat check, Josh. If we as we're getting into it, uh, as we start to get to our stats uh, going into the year, what do you think about? Um, remember, I talk about my my to me the most fascinating stat every year is Bobby is uh, triples. Bobby Witt has ten. That's the most triples this year. Very disappointing to me. I'm always disappointed to see. That triples does not go higher than that. Freddie Freeman, 58 doubles. The next most, Josh, 42. Very disappointing. Only four guys with 40 doubles. Doesn't that seem kind of low to you?
0: That seems extremely
1: low. I'm going to, just for the heck of it, real quick, look at 2003 here. And we had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. We had 22 guys with over 40 doubles. Now we only have – four. Baseball's really changed, man. It's really – like the way hitting has been looked at, the ballparks, all of it, it's just – it's home run or bust sometimes. And I've,
0: I'm telling you, the game is becoming less and less enjoyable for those of us who grew up on traditional baseball.
1: I mean, think about Analytics
0: that. ruins everything. I've been, say, I've been screaming this since I got on podcasting.
1: But analytics think about that, for 2003 for Josh that's are you kidding me 22 players there four now that's insane
0: but that's okay look at the time it's taken for analytics to take over the game
1: that's crazy Eric hinsky 45 that's a name I haven't heard it a lot do you remember do you remember Shannon Stewart you probably don't remember that name
0: hmm.
1: all right let's go to 2000 how old were you in 2013?
0: Oh, I was 22, 23, 24.
1: All right, so you remember Matt Carpenter leading the league in doubles with 55. Yeah, Machado, he still had like 12 guys. He had still 12 guys here with over 40 doubles. Uh, oh, one of my favorite names on the double list, Salta LaMakia. He was on that list as well. Salta LaMakia. So I don't know. Sh- Shannon Stewart, definitely underrated Josh. Definitely underrated. Right-handed hitter, played for the Blue Jays. The Vernon Wells, Shannon Stewart outfield was one of my – and the Sean Green outfield was one of my favorites, especially to play with in Major League Baseball. Uh, your guy Yadier Molina had 44 doubles as well in 2013. I'm just going to look back to way back, Josh, here. Let's go to 1983, just real quick. I just want to see. Uh, not as many doubles, actually. Only see it. Cal Ripken led the league in doubles in 1983. That's a little bit of a shocker looking back at that.
0: So, so, hold on. Is – 1983. Yep. So I've been Ozzie Smith. Uh, Gary. Uh, no, Ozzie he
1: didn't Smith. lead it. Ozzy Smith wasn't even on the. He wasn't even the list in nineteen eighty three. I don't believe. Ozzie Ozzy Smith wasn't that great of a hitter, was he? I
0: well, was he got. He, it, it was no. in like eighty four. All of a sudden, his hitting changed, and he became a good hitter. No, you didn't even. He wasn't Card- a power hitter. He was a you didn't have a
1: cardinal in the top twenty-three in two thousand three. That's why you didn't even have anybody there at that one uh, back with it. But uh, I thought it's just funny looking back at the stats and who you kind of have to finish, kind of finish the year. Freddie Freeman just had a freakish year. Acuna obviously yeah. has had a freakish year. Josh, you said the stolen bases would have been up. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven guys with over forty stolen bases. Much more guys with over twenty than we've had before. So, that to me, that's kind of the biggest storyline coming out stat wise for me. I still am a little disappointed in the home run to strikeout ratio as well when I look at the stats.
0: Why? I mean, they don't, if you look at how they do the advanced analytics, a strikeout's not as bad as it used to be. To no, but people. I'm
1: disappointed in the fact that they were trying to change some of that stuff and like make it kind of like, oh, we're not going to try to, you know, we're going to try to like kind of speed up the game and not make it a big deal and stuff. That's the stuff for me. Like, I'm like, oh, gosh, I thought they were going to do a little better job in that regard. That's all.
0: No, they're going to ruin
1: everything they touch. Apparently that's what's happening with it. They're going to ruin it every time. So apparently that's what they're doing with the with the game with that. So, hey, as we get to the last kind of segment here with Stat Check, like I said, four seasons, as we kind of get to the playoffs, we'll talk about, The fit where everybody finished up, we'll get we'll look ahead to MVPs and all that this year. I feel it's a little bit more obvious, especially with the Otani injury happening this year in the American League. A a look ahead to the weekend here, um, and some of the best matchups ahead, uh, coming big matchups. It's not necessarily a best matchup, but Miami at Pittsburgh, a lot on the line for Miami, they're still right in the matchup here. Boston at Baltimore, Baltimore should be able to finish it off this week, but Josh, an interesting one for me is Tampa Bay at Toronto, both teams. Tampa Bay's in, Toronto trying to get in. I, I would think Tampa Bay would rest a little bit. So that will be kind of an interesting series, which happens uh, happens there. The other series to me, Chicago at Milwaukee. Milwaukee, you would think, would not give as much. Chicago still is not quite in yet. So that's a big one. And then, Josh, a couple biggies here. Houston at Arizona and Texas at Seattle. So those are a, big, uh, a couple big series as well as we get into the weekend. Any of those stand out to you?
0: Uh half your list.
1: Will anyone in <laughs> particular stand out to you? Maybe Houston um, and Arizona for me is the biggest one.
0: I mean that one's big for me because Houston
1: sells a lot of lines, so it's Arizona, they're both not in yet.
0: Right, exactly. Um, yes, that that's a Texas, big one. Yeah, the Texas Seattle one's huge. Uh the Tampa Bay Toronto's huge. I mean, there's just – it's it's all over the place. I mean, there are yeah. so many big series this weekend. If you want great baseball, great meaningful baseball, well, sit your butt down and you're going to need a few screens because there are going to be a bunch of really good series on this weekend. So get a couple <laughs> cases of beer, get your wings and your burgers and your fries and whatever else you need. And I, I
1: try to enjoy. explain this to my wife every year. I say, I say baseball playoffs are different because – she said, Well, football is every game you're eliminated. I go. I, say, I know that, but like the games are like, I just something about me every pitch mattering come playoff time. Like it's just such it's ingrained in my head differently than football. So, like baseball to me, just like every pitch, like, it, especially come this time of year, like the stress that's what it is for me. It's like the rate, like when you're in week, when you're in game 48, it's not the same stress when the bases are loaded than it is in game three of the playoffs and you're, t- you're tied 2 2 in the series. It's not the same stress. So, like I, that's to me the stuff that matters the most uh, come the season here. Um, so, those are that's our look ahead to the to the series here. That's seventh inning stretch for tonight on the show. We'll be back with you next week, probably Tuesday or Wednesday. Hopefully for Tuesday, we got some playoffs that will be on the line next week. Josh, we got wild card. We'll figure out our playoff schedule a little bit better, more going forward. We'll announce that as well. I want to shout out Josh Edwards before I give you the last one of the last words here. I got to shout out our guy Josh Lewis tuning in. Josh, it's been far too long. Hope you can maybe jump on on with us if you ever want to, just for a postseason show or whatever. You know you you always have an invite, my friend, uh, to this show.
0: He knows. He's got an open invite.
1: All right. Well, I just want to make sure publicly on air here he knows that. Appreciate your insight on that stuff with the cat, with the giant situation as well obviously i know your baseball stuff and you're busy with your writing hope everything's going with going well with you and your family sir um as well i gotta shout out our guy logan here um, a little shout out logan stone I know you gotta throw a lot as well uh praying for you man so just hope everything's going well with you uh uh in that regard be ho- i know your situation that's happening so just hoping uh hoping the best for you sir in that regard appreciate the friendship that we've had along the way here uh, on variety sports network josh lewis Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. Good show, guys. Because sometimes it is a grind, and so I appreciate it. Even a small comment like that means a lot to me, a little bit, Lewis. So appreciate you with that uh, as well. Hope you'll be with us maybe in the postseason. Even if you can't join us live, or at least over the comments, love to get your baseball insight on some of those things. Josh Edwards, seventh inning stretch, buddy. Uh, we've made it through the regular season. Next week, when I see you, or the week, we're going to be in postseason time here. Believe it or not. We're in October. We're in the fall. It's starting to come. Uh, this is the best time of the year if you look at it in some ways. Come baseball year, so looking forward to it.
0: So um, before we sign out here, Suarez just hit uh, double. Let's see. Yep. I didn't see where. Four he to ended three. Up. Yeah, it's four to three now. He gets two. It was a single. He moved a man over to second, and Seattle uh, scores two runs. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's where we're at. No, it's been a great season. Uh, I really appreciate you jumping on for the second half of the season. Uh, hopefully, this is what we got going on for next year too. Uh, we have a special show coming up soon. Hopefully, we 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 got somebody special. We're trying to bring on. We got working out scheduled details. So pay attention to the tw- the the Twitter X the X Twitter the X whatever the machine is. Well, we're hoping yeah, it. We
1: could sure. say it. We're hoping it'll be Mike McHenry again. We're hoping he'll be able to join us on Monday, right? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Hoping we're to hoping. bring Fort back on.
1: Um,
0: but we're working out. Wouldn't that be us. great
1: before the playoffs, too? As you're That's wearing his I was hoping. black and yellow right there. Should, well, you're probably wearing. not a team he likes. He's uh, Tennessee. It's all right. He can, we could deal with that. Uh, I'd be curious to ask him how many times he played, actually, the Missouri Tigers if he went to Tennessee State there uh, as well. But you're right. We are hoping to have him on the this week
0: so just pay attention that'll be a pop-up episode outside of our normally aired episode
1: unless we just go
0: forever long cover everything in that one
1: and we're gonna, we're gonna try to do some post-game stuff too like react to some games here i mean we're obviously mean we, you can't watch three and a half hours always of games but we'll have some games selected where we're gonna watch games ahead of time and we'll know what's going on we'll try to give you some instant reaction to that as well because i mean we're baseball fans too so we're gonna be watching the game anyway so we might as well talk about it. Like I said, like I said, um, for Josh, I gotta tell you, it's been, it's, uh, made it through the season. I wasn't sure if I was going to tell you this, but appreciate everything you've been, you've done for me on variety sports network. Appreciate your, um, uh, your consistency with it. And just like your, uh, you know, like being there, somebody I could talk to with baseball at all the times, knowing I can count on you with it. And that's important doing the podcast game as much as it was. So, I just appreciate your effort uh, within. I look forward to doing the postseason with you, my friend, um, as we move on to the next chapter of Seventh inning Stretch. So for Josh Edwards, I am Darren Breyer, Seventh inning Stretch, in the books. I would say Josh for me, Season 1. But for you, probably Season 2. But for me, we'll have to figure that out. For Josh Edwards, I'm Darren Breyer. Peace. (laughs) This is Brandon, CEO of the Variety
0: Sports Network. Thank you again for watching tonight's show. The best way you can support us is by hitting that subscribe button, that like button, and hitting the notification so you don't miss out on the next show right here on the Variety Sports Network.